tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Marginot. Yeah, I mean, at this point now, it's kind of, we're, we're kind of honing in, you know, and getting ready. It's, we've had a little, a little bit of a break, got to enjoy that. Um, but now, two weeks away, you really got to make sure you're ready. And I feel like I'm in a great, great spot right now. I've gained a little bit of weight. Um, physically, I feel great. I'm throwing the ball really well. feel sharp mentally. So just polishing up all those things because once we start, you know, the 24th, we're going to be full speed and just excited to get with all the guys and, and put something together. Well, that's your quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. He was out and about in the community today. In his uh, partnership with Gatorade, and uh, they surprised uh, True Youth, a Jacksonville-based social impact organization, with a donation to ensure uh, local athletes can reap the benefits of sport. Uh, so we will have more on that coming up on TV tonight on CBS 47 and Fox 30. So whoever was out there, but Trevor Lawrence in the community today, and now just two weeks away uh, from training camp as uh, Trevor enters year two. Trevor. Happily married. Not doing Zach Wilson kind of things. <laughs> nope. Not that we know of. Do I feel like right there I just like did what like Urban Meyer did last year? Uh, Urban pulled, yeah. him up, pulled the old like bachelor party thing. Isn't that what yeah. he did? Yes, he did. That happened. My apologies, Trevor. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Now I feel like Urban Meyer for a moment. It was just a segue, okay? That's all I was trying to do. It was a little segue. You tried. To Zach Wilson. Yeah. Zach Wilson is like top five QB in the league. <laughs> out. I mean. Why does, why does this get people going so much? Because it's a wild thing. Like, it's just such a. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. This is something straight out of a movie. Like, and then when you consider, like, when you look at Zach Wilson and, like, just it's. It's a, I'm at a loss for words, Brent. I don't know what to say on the radio. I have things I can say to you, not on the radio, but they can't come out on the radio. <laughs> well, the, it's fascinating to me because I'm watching a lot of people I know in the sports radio world today. Not even in Jacksonville. I, I don't follow them anymore. Um, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, around the country, and I'm seeing these comments like, "This is sports radio gold" or whatever. Yes. I'm like, "Why is this sports radio gold?" All right, well, we get to talk about MILFs. Yeah. And I've seen the word cougars thrown around. Zach Milfson. <laughs> like, what are we all going back to high school today? That's the right? point of it. That is it, right? Like it's, so, it's so wild and unrealistic that it's so great at the same time. I feel bad for his girlfriend, but she's moved on. She has a new dude, like. Oh, does she? Is that the whole story? Yeah, if you read I it, I just saw it, the like, headline it's, stuff. It's like, from like a while ago. And so she's, so it just came out. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so she's. Moved on from Zach. Yeah. But the reason that she separated from Zach or, like, uh, just got out of the relationship is that he cheated on her with his mom's best friend. Now, the story yeah. on Zach Wilson's mom is, like, that was part of the story going into the draft, mm -hmm. right? Because she is 
very vocal on social media. She has a following. She has a following on social media. And Zach wanted her off of social media, and now we know why. And <laughs> so. Sure, it's part of it that she's, like, very... But she's, like... I, I don't know, like Amanda follows her, I think, and, like, it's not weird stuff, at least that Amanda shows me. Like, it's, like, normal products and, like, living in Utah, like, normal things. And then, yeah, now we know. Is, uh, it's because this was out there. <laughs> this was out there. Yeah. So is he denied, confirmed? Like, where's his role in this? Is it just the girlfriend's account? Like, yeah, I don't is, think he's done anything. Okay, so this is just a girl that he broke up or she broke up with him. Yeah. That's her account of all this. She would know. So, like, I picture right now when training camp starts, like, Zach Wilson walking into the locker room and getting showered by players with praise. Yeah. Like he had just won a football game. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, the first person people want to be see in that building in two weeks is Zach, is Zach Wilson yeah. to give him a high five. And they're going like, to start making shirts that say hide your moms. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> They'll probably, they, they probably have to be very careful what they say. Don't let that pop up on the on the Fanatic store, boy. I'll grab two. I'll get you one. What's, what's fascinating about this is we live in a society today that... Certainly, it's a very self-righteous society on social media. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen, like, social media today. And, like, if they're – I know, like, a lot of people are praising Zach Wilson for, for this event. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know if there's another side to this. But it's pretty uh, – as Glenn says, Zach is the envy of many today. Yep. This is, like – it's just straight out of, I said earlier, it's American pie. It literally is. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, there's no other way to put it. It's, it's real life it's American real, pie. It's real life American pie with Zach Wilson, the number two pick in the draft. It, but what I, I don't, I don't know, like, how much does this happen? Not a lot, I don't think. Oh, come on. What do you mean, come on? Give me another example. Well, I mean, I don't know of examples. Right. There's a lot of things that happen. To exam I'm not saying just because, oh, you wouldn't know unless it's a star. No, I'm but, saying like go in, in your, your personal local, life. Yeah, go in your local neighborhood. And how many times has this happened? I don't think all that much. 24-year-old guy, 22-year-old guy, 23-year-old guy hooks up with mom's best friend. What a moment. Does that happen more than we think? Listen. Coming from 25-year-old guy, I have a lot of friends that are also 25. <laughs> I've never once got that text, and believe me, that would be something to send a text about. You know, something happened um, years ago. Like, you know, everybody, like, in high school, like, that's, like, the, the, like the talk, right, uh, of mm -hmm. some of those things or college or whatever. And I was talking to somebody, like, from high school maybe a handful of years ago, and they had talked to teachers back when they were teaching us. And they were said the amount of stuff that was going on that you were unaware of in, like, the teaching fraternity <laughs> was, like, you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And it was a wide variety of things. Sure. And I was like, wow, like, you never, like, I guess I was very naive and just, like, innocently looked at them as teachers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's not maybe it. Maybe that was back in the early 90s, too, right? Yeah. Before social media and all this stuff. I mean, now you can just go on, like, Action News Jackson's website and you can see all the people get busted uh, for that kind of stuff. So, like, you ain't getting away with it. And, like, maybe back in the early 90s, you were. Yeah, teachers be wilding. I know some stuff about teachers from high school. I'm like, dang. Yeah, like, I didn't. And, and like, somebody told me, I was like, wow, really? Like, that and that and that? Oh, like, I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. And, like, you would never guess. 
True. I, you know, it just wasn't thing. It just wasn't in my world. Mm -hmm. You know, it felt fiction. Like that kind of stuff felt was, was like a fiction uh, movie. You know, all those things. So, but this is real life. But Zach Wilson living it in real life, and also okay, by the way, because like he's in his early twenties. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's of, of age. Yeah. yeah. So there's all that stuff mm -hmm. that, like, now get, like, sports radio today talking MILFs and, and Cougars galore. Like, I don't. Welcome to July Sports Radio. Somebody needs Zach Wilson's mom on the phone to see what the relationship now is with that friend. Like, can they still be friends? That's weird, right? Yeah. I, like, there's no more dinners at the Wilson household. Absolutely not. I can't okay. imagine. Oh, but you never know. But, yeah. That would be awkward. Oh, it'd be weird. Yeah, it'd be weird. Not for Zach. Zach would be fine. Does, does Zach, have, shirt does says Zach have brothers and sisters? Yes, he does. Um, I'm trying to think. He has... Amanda would know. Amanda, if you're listening, please text me. But yeah, he has he has brothers and sisters. Absolutely. Younger and older, I'm pretty sure. Like, I think he's in the middle. Uh, well, that's awkward for them, probably. Probably. Because they're probably family friends, too. Yeah, not anymore, probably. But there's a lot of, like, that's what I'm saying. Younger like, brother, though, is like, hey. In in your in your neighborhood, there's probably more stuff that would go on and be like, really? Maybe. Yeah. I'm saying your neighborhood in general. Yeah, I got a big neighborhood, though, so I've got crazy <laughs> stuff happening in the back. But... Uh, the, the closest thing I know to anything like this happening, happening is my best friend, Kevin, had a scenario with his neighbor that was significantly older that maybe kept texting him that he was trying to figure out what was going on with that. But nothing ever happened. Yeah. So, anyway, you think uh, Zach, uh, Zach has bought himself some equity until that, like, three interception game of 2022. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, um, by the way, this is not like a Jets fan thing, too. This is like an NFL, like I said, sports radio thing that now has jersey sales for Zach Wilson. Probably through the roof. Going through the roof. Through the roof. At, at a bare minimum, he needs to put out a brand called Hydra Moms. <laughs> Literally, if you're on TikTok, by the way, so this, you might not know you're not on TikTok. So there's a guy, his name's Young Gravy. He's a rapper. Okay. And he is well known for being the MILF chaser. So now Young Gravy has some competition with Zach Wilson. That's what's going on on TikTok right now. So, like, his claim to fame is he's a MILF chaser. Yes. More or less. So right now people are using his song as a sound on TikTok and then showing pictures of their moms to try to get him to respond to it. But now all those videos are getting people tagging Zach Wilson, and now there's, like, a, a MILF off. <laughs> this is wild, huh? Young Gravy is Zach Wilson. Hey, Milfoff. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, it's a wild I, thing. Yeah, it is. The world. It is a wild thing. Like, is hide your mom's a thing? It's going to be now. Or is that just you saying that? I think I I, I didn't pull it from anywhere. I just kind of came up with it. So, but I think it's I think it's gold, personally. This is really, you know, if he is, if he is good. Uh, oh. Like, this could really add to, like, the whole thing in New York, especially. Right? I mean, this yeah. could really, I mean, I, I'd say that tongue-in-cheek to a degree, but, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure that's not all that uh, wrong. Like, I think if, if he comes out and lights it up this year and he really looks like he's the part and mm -hmm. he's helping turn around the Jets organization, he's doing it in the Big Apple, uh, in Broadway, and, I mean, there's 
Like the last guy that, had, was, that was good at that position, well, there's there's been others, but not a lot of them. The guy was really good at that position and also had this flair was Joe Namath, you know, mm-hmm. way back in the day. And so, I mean, could he be the modern-day Joe Namath in a sense? Maybe not wearing, like, the fur coats. He doesn't need to. But He's doing all right this time. adds to, like, the, the persona, the, the legend. But you got to win. Well, He's you winning off the win. field. You know? Yeah, but that's not, my point is, until that uh, that three interception game, nobody's talking about this anymore. No, they'll think of him fondly. <laughs> they'll think of a, a fun way to put the headline. They'll be like, yeah. <laughs> Headlines in New York can be fantastic for the next, like, six months. He might have been a bust, but they'll always have this. <laughs> Mark Sanchez didn't do nothing like this. That's what they'll be saying. Yeah, or did he? <laughs> that's true. That is fair. We should just start asking. Like, that should just be the common interview question now. So... But How do you feel about mom? I, I think Johnny just said, you think this happens a lot with, like, star quarterbacks, they, like, uh, you know, hooking up with their mom's best friend? I said, no, I'm telling you, like, I think this happens more than we think. Not star quarterback, but just just people. 22-year-old yeah. kid or whatever. Yeah. Uh, young man, whatever it is. I bet it does happen more than we think. Like, I think a lot of that kind of stuff happens more than we know and think. Because it just does seem so, like, far-fetched. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yet awesome. Uh, Zach Wilson making headlines. This is what we get. I'm going to get a jersey tomorrow. Um, Zach Wilson, by the way, where, where are we standing on Zach Wilson? We haven't talked about him a lot. Like, do we think he's – we seriously think he's going to be good this year? Does he take a step? Like, uh, you know how I feel. I feel like each quarterback is going to be good in this class. Like, I, I don't know what level of good. Yeah. But I don't think we're – I don't think we're seeing busts, like, uh, from this class. I think Trevor's going to be good. I think you'll see that this year he's going to really – start to blossom. I think Zach Wilson, with what they put around him, had a good draft, right? Uh, he's going to start to take off a little bit in year two. And right, he might have an advantage, one, because what they put around him, but two, because he has some continuity in New York where the Jags are kind of starting. Well, they are. They're starting all over again with a new staff. But then uh, Mac Jones got off to a good start. I think he will continue to play good. I don't know great, but good. And I still have – I'm a big fan of Justin Fields. Probably my one curiosity is Trey Lance, but he's in such a good position out there and there's some confidence in him and so much of that that I think he's probably going to be good. And, heck, you could throw – I didn't throw this guy in originally, but Davis Mills played better than all of them potentially last year. And uh, maybe he turns into something that nobody even expected. I just think it's a really good quarterback class. But to be a really good quarterback class, you're going to have to see two or three of these guys emerge into really, really good. Like get into the elite conversation – and uh, Zach Wilson, in my opinion, could be that guy. He's very boomer bust from a and from an elite standpoint, um, but I don't think he's like bust from a terrible standpoint. I don't think he's that guy. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm. I don't love his game. Right. I've said that the whole time. I think when we finish the season, he has the fourth best year of them, maybe fifth, maybe in the conversation for third. But I think uh, Mac Jones will continue to be what Mac Jones is in that offense. I think. You've got Trevor Lawrence, who we believe will be better. And then I think Trey Lance will be better. So I don't think Fields will have a good year. I don't think they've done enough around Fields to set him up for success. So I think Justin Fields will struggle. Ultimately, I think Fields is a better player. But I think he will struggle this year. And then Davis Mills is the wild card. Again, they really didn't do anything around him. They pretty much have the same weapons. Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, and the boys. They drafted defense early. So I think he's in line for, like, the fourth best season of the quarterbacks, but I'm not sold on him. But this helps. I promise you this helps. <laughs> it does. I don't think it helps his play on the field. I'll never all. forget this. Uh, I don't think so. Hey, uh, we got some news in on uh, this isn't good for your raise and Ty's raise. Uh, Wanda Franco has surgery tomorrow. 
out five to eight weeks to repair a hammock bone. Yeah. The Rays are somehow going to lose to the Orioles. The hammock like bone. in the division. <laughs> Glenn says Dos Equis has their new pitch man in Zach Wilson. I'll tell you <laughs> what. That's pretty good. I'll tell you what. Yeah, endorsements could come here. Oh, they should. They should fly in if they weren't already. And what is he going to take? Uh, but uh, Wander Franco out five to eight weeks. Uh, probably, is that more than... This looks like a day-to-day thing, right? Or did they know that he could miss no, significant he, time? I don't think they knew significant. The first, I, the first thing I saw was like a minimum of four weeks. So, so now we're at five to eight. Like he came out with a cast or like a hard brace. Oh, okay. I'm, so pretty sh- I'm pretty sure that hammock bone is that small bone in like the top of your hand. That makes sense. And if you re- I've, I've said this before, but if you uh, Google it, you'll see uh, under the description, I think it actually says this, most commonly... Uh, broken by amateur golfers. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure that's the bone, that small little bone, like, at the top of your hand. And uh, it actually, when I looked it up one time, because I think I did it, and it was playing golf, and, like, just jammed it. And I was like, dang, that thing hurts. And I was looking it up, and it says most commonly broken by by amateur golfers. And so you just got to kind of let it heal, and that's what he's going to do five to eight weeks. That is is a heck of a race right now. In the AL East for the wild card. Yeah, them boys aren't good. The Rays aren't good. They haven't played that well, right? That was a bad sweep at the hands of Cincinnati. The Red Sox, I got the walk shirt off on today. Walk off Bach. He balked. I know, walk off Bach. Don't see that very often. He did balk, though. He did. It was a good call. Mm-hmm. And uh, Red Sox with two really good wins yesterday. Trevor's story, man. If Just so you know that. Uh, yesterday, that was weekend. That double, the three-run double in yeah. the eighth inning, that was a home run. I win my fantasy. Oh, really? Instead, I lost. He scraped the wall instead. Yeah, stuff. Uh, Weight room, Trevor. But the Orioles, like, I actually, I'm not like an Orioles fan, and I know they're in the AL East, but I actually feel good for the Orioles fans. There's a lot of, uh, Orioles fan base is a good fan base, mm. and it's cool to see, I mean, they have stunk so bad. Horrible. And they got off to not a great start this year, I don't think, but mm-hmm. now they've rallied, and, and so now it looks like they're starting to turn the corner. That's pretty cool. I like that. I think that's good sometimes, especially when a fan base has just had nothing to cheer for. For years now. Yeah, and on the Orioles front, by the way, Norfolk was here last week. Their Triple A team against the Shrimp. Yeah, they got some dudes now. Like it might not have shown it. Like the Shrimp won a few games. Like they didn't like dominate. Don't get me wrong, but Gunnar Henderson's a number five prospect. He's going to the Futures game. He's close. DL Hall's a guy that struck out fifteen in a day game wow. against the Shrimp. So they have really good young players on the way to pair with the guys like Austin Hayes and some of the talent they've already developed that's on the Orioles. So the Orioles, low-key, I'm going to stop making fun of them. Yeah, we have a Jacksonville University Day. Austin Hayes played there. We're also going to have a baseball day next week and maybe uh, try to get Austin Hayes on. But, like, Hayes is – now, he didn't make the all-star team. No, probably – I mean, he was a snub for sure. You could argue. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a really good year. He's a good player. And and they've been patient with him. They've been patient with some of these young guys. By the way, they have some Jacksonville flavor in that organization. Uh, and have had it for the last handful of years. But they've been patient with Austin Hayes, and it's starting to pay off. Good player uh, that's uh, really come into his own. So the AL East uh, looks uh, pretty fun. Go race. Even though, like, hey, it's not many times you're 15 games out, and you can have that much entertainment in a division. Oh, the yeah. The Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Orioles, they're all going to be in it. Yeah. Because nobody's, like, great. And it looks like nobody's really bad. Like, I don't think anybody's going to go slip 10 games. Maybe the Orioles do. Maybe this is just, like, a one-off thing. The Rays might be bad. Yeah, I don't think they're that bad. They know how to win. They might be. <laughs> have you seen everybody's hurt? I know. They have had a lot of injuries. Like, it's like the AAA team's good and all, but, like, the I I forget the number, but it's like they have eight 
of the players that they started with that have not been on the IL at all. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, all right, uh, we're about ready to uh, break. We're breaking in the baseball season soon enough as well with the All-Star game coming up uh, next week. Uh, that is your Zach Wilson segment. Yeah. Good old Zach. I'm going to get us all shirts. It's fine. <laughs> we'll get one for Aaron, too. He's not here. He doesn't understand. He he actually is the Jets fan. I wonder how he views this. That's true. Does I'm he get like him. a boost? Okay. Is he confident now? Listen, I know Aaron more comfortably than a lot of people, and that's just because he just tells me things he shouldn't. I bet he feels pretty good about this. <laughs> just knowing Aaron. That's all. Is I'm Aaron saying. calling in from the cruise? I don't think so. No, not happening. I uh, my exchange with Aaron was not good today because I was like, <laughs> "Why is everything gone? Where's my stuff?" Ah, so he's like, "I'm staying away from Casey today." Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Jacksonville Sharks Day. We'll have Devin Wilson jump in on the show, uh, the wide receiver for the Sharks. Coming up next, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6 night. Everybody, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 here on a Monday in the middle of July, two weeks away from Jags training camp. We uh, call it Jacksonville Sharks Day here on the show as we continue to celebrate some of our local sports teams. And uh, we are doing that today here on a Monday. Tomorrow will be UNF Osprey Day. And uh, we'll talk to the new softball coach, Matthew Driscoll, will join us as well. Uh, maybe some other guests along the way. So we will have that coming up. And on Wednesday, Jacksonville Armada Day, uh, which will be a good chance to talk about the Armada. They're having a heck of a season playoff start on Wednesday at Episcopal uh, and uh, hopefully this weekend as well. So we'll have some guests on from the Jacksonville Armada throughout the show, along with some other conversation that we typically have. Uh, but uh, today is Jacksonville Sharks Day. The final regular season home game for the Sharks is next Saturday. That's July 23rd. It's Military Appreciation Night. And uh, Sharks are offering a buy one, get one free ticket offer for all military servicemen and women, uh, which includes military family members. So that's July 23rd. Uh, that's the final uh, regular season home game. And the Jacksonville Sharks coming off a big win over the weekend, 63-26. to 26, And uh, vying for probably that number two seed uh, in the playoffs, number two spot in the playoffs, which would give them a home game. And uh, that would be nice. Again, the season started off a little bit slow for the Sharks, but they've turned it on and uh, now are playing like uh, one of the best teams in the NAL, trying to chase another championship right now. We're joined by Devin Wilson, uh, star receiver for the uh, Jacksonville Sharks. And Devin, good to have you on the show. We were talking about you a little bit earlier with Coach, not only from your football prowess, but also your, your teaching prowess. Uh, which one do you have? More of a passion for? <laughs> uh, you know, I have a passion for them both. Um, you know, I think that's what kind of makes me a little bit different. Um, you know, teaching is new to me, um, but uh, definitely have a passion for that and, you know, help molding the youth and everything like that to help the world. And then, you know, football is just something I've been doing for a uh, pretty long time since I was five years old, so I definitely have a passion for that as well. How cool is it that you get the opportunity to do uh, both? You know, like, and, and still try to perform at a high level on the football field, still play in this atmosphere in front of people um, for a living. But then also at the same time, you don't have to wait, right, to, to teach. You can actually do it both. Like a lot of people would look at that as a bad thing. I got to get another job while I do this. Well, for you, who maybe uh, do have this passion to do both, you get to do them both at the same time? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool because it works hand in hand. And, you know, um, Andrew Jackson, 
um, you know, uh, has been great um, by understanding, you know, my uh, other career as well as a professional athlete. And it, it's awesome, you know, it kind of, uh, you know, because I coach as well. Um, so, you know, not only with my students and, you know, with my um, players, um, you know, I get to, you know, practice what I preach almost um, from, you know, accountability, um, you know, being on time, being a leader and everything like that. Um, and then, you know, just on the football side, it's just, you know, I just, uh, it, it's cool, you know, to be able to keep playing at a high level. Um, you know, very fortunate and blessed to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, you, you see Tom Brady do it, and, you know, he's playing to the wheels fall off. And, uh, you know, I don't think I'll get up to that point of that age. But, you know, I, I think i still got a few more years in to keep playing. <laughs> yeah, you're 31. you got a long time to catch up to that. And the wheels aren't falling off, man. You're still playing good football. I mean, how, do you feel that? Can you Do you feel like you're just as good or as, as you were? Or do you feel like you're getting a little older and uh, like I do when I get out of bed in the morning, it hurts? No, not at all, actually, because, you know, um, again, um, it, everything works together. Um, being over at Andrew Jackson, being with, a, you know, a coach and being with the high school football team, um, able to work out with these guys in the off season. Um, you know, we have a great player over there, um, mm -hmm. Grayson Howard. And, uh, you know, getting to see him in the weight room, uh, you know, and what he does on the field. You know, with me, this being my seventh year of professional football, you know, it's very interesting to say seeing a high school football player that can motivate you and, you know, seeing, you know, how he gets after and everything like that. Um, you know, I definitely can't slack off. So uh, it's been a blessing just to kind of be around and, you know, I'm definitely not feeling the age at all. Um, you know, I feel like I'm just now, you know, getting into the prime of my career. Um, you know, everything's starting to slow down a little bit more. Um, very, you know, the game is just becoming a little bit more easier um, coming easier to me, and uh, you know, I'm just here for it, and you know, along for the ride. Is there a respect level out of Andrew Jackson High because you do play? Like, do you think kids, because they know that and that you still play the game, I'm sure there's a respect level for Coach Foy and everybody else too. But the fact that you're actively still playing, do you almost feel like there's there's a like this instant respect? Yeah, definitely. You know, the kids. Um, you know, when I first joined the staff a few years ago. Um, first it was with, with the football staff and then I moved into the classroom. Um, but the, yeah, instantly the kids, you know, they, um, you know, it's a little different now. So the kids are going to, once they find out, you know, your name, they're going to go to the, the internet. They're going to look you up. You know what I'm saying? They're going to see if you're actually, you know, about what you talk about. And, you know, fortunate enough for me, um, you know, there's a, there's a few clips and stuff out there that they can see that, you know, Coach Dev or Mr. Wilson's actually not, too bad at what he does so um but no it does help you know it definitely does help you know i've had a few teachers come up to me um you know and even ask me that have been doing it for a while and you know how do you get the students being so young being in your first few years you know in the building how do you get the respect level from the students and i think it, me being a player you know being a professional athlete has something to do with it but also you know me kind of being a little younger um, as well, kind of helps as well. Well, by the way, you and Grace and Pop Howard have this in common. You both have very cool, like, social media handles. I mean, he's he's got decaphobia, uh, and uh, although he did change his number, and uh, you have dubbed the dude eleven. So, I mean, you got. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to live up to to you. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. Yeah, Grayson. Uh, you know, you can sit here and talk about him all day. You know, uh, South Carolina is definitely getting a great player um, with him, and uh, you know, I'm just fortunate enough that you know I get the chance to. Uh, coach him and, you know, have that kid to be able to lead our football team over at Andrew Jackson. 
Well, I'm glad you said that, too, about him, brought him up, because I was going to ask you about him. I mean, he is, uh, Grayson Pup Howard is, is what we're ta- who we're talking about. He's a big-time recruit, just committed to South Carolina, I think it was two weeks ago. And uh, this is a young man that you really have to meet him to fully appreciate what, what Devin would say about him, what I'd say about him, what Coach Foy would say about him, what Kevin Sullivan has said about him. I mean, he really is, for a guy who's got, like, twin 17-year-olds, like, this kid is so mature and the way he handles himself, and he has really helped turn around that program at Andrew Jackson, and I think not just the football program. I think, like, people look up to him at the school, and uh, so I I like hearing you talk about him, Devin, but, I mean, there aren't many kids that come through that are built like Grayson Pup Howard, and I'm not talking about built like him on the football field. Oh, no, not at all. You know, um, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate enough, again, to be able to have, you know, to be able to coach him. Um, you know, you, you, you get around certain players. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Golden Pate was one of my high school teammates. And you just got to see what kind of made people different. And, uh, you know, you kind of see that with Grayson. He's just different, you know, um, with everything he does, the way his approach to it, um, how, you know, how he is such a high-profile player, but he's such a team-first oriented guy. Um, you know, he in the classroom, you know, he's uh, unbelievable. You know, um, it, it, you, again, you can sit here and talk about him for, for hours, you know, and he just he does, you know, help make my job a little easier on the football field. You know, definitely I will say that by, you know, being able to give him, you know, pulling him over on the offensive side and giving him the ball, I mean, I uh, do believe last year I think he averaged almost like 11 yards a carry when we would, you know, let him run the ball. So, um, and then he's also sideline to sideline on the defensive side, you know, 100-plus tackles um, and, you know, everything like that. So, yeah, the kid's one of a kind and um, very fortunate and blessed to be able to coach him. We're chatting with Devin Wilson, uh, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Sharks, also coaches at Andrew Jackson High School. That's what got us talking a little bit about Pup uh, over there, one of the top players uh, for the Tigers there on Main Street as they have uh, done a great job turning around that football program. Uh, Devin Wilson has made a bunch of stops in his career as he currently plays for the Jacksonville Sharks. What was the CFL like? What's the Canadian Football League like? Saskatchewan, living up there. Uh, how It's got to be c- completely different than living in Jacksonville in the Arena League, but... Uh, what do you tell people about your time in, in the uh, CFL? Yeah, it was very different. You know, um, I, I tell people all the time, you know, it's a little bit almost complete opposite of the indoor game. You know, you go from um, the smallest field in, you know, in professional football to now the biggest field in uh, professional football. Uh, it was very different. You know, um, you know, I was fresh out of college. Um, you know, I had a few workouts for some teams. Nothing really worked out. Um, got the chance. I was valeting cars actually uh, in Nashville and uh, played in a lower level arena league for four games uh, and uh, got a call from Saskatchewan to come to a workout. Uh, went to a workout out there, kind of, you know, did whatever and got into camp and there were 20 receivers. And I was just like, okay, yeah, this ain't, this is, I, I don't, I don't know how this is going to last. So, um, you know, just kind of did, you know, just, did what I was, you know, taught to do, um, and I guess is what kind of made me who I am today. And I uh, was fortunate enough to make the team. Um, was actually the first rookie on our team to actually score a receiving touchdown that year. Um, but it was cool. It was very cool. It was a uh, different, cold, um, very, very cold. <laughs> uh, you know, when it when it got cold, I think you know I saw snow in September. Uh, you know, for the first time in Saskatchewan. Um, but no, it was very. Uh, 
very, very different experience. You know, I got to, again, just a very fortunate to live in a, you know, in Canada and, you know, get to play in a whole nother country. Um, so it was very cool. Um, and, uh, you know, it helped me in the arena game as well because, you know, outdoors you had to learn about the motions and everything like that because everybody can motion in the outdoor game. And then now you bring it into the indoor game. It's definitely kind of helped me here as well. By the way, valet parking, my favorite, I mean, I, I, have the luxury of doing what I dreamed about doing here on radio and TV and other things, but valet parking still way up there on my best jobs ever list. <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah, it was all right. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was all right. It was, you know, it got me through. You can get your sprints uh, in, man. Definitely. You know, uh, it was, <laughs> I worked, uh, you know, downtown Nashville. So, uh, you know, at the double tree, you know, we had a pretty big garage. So, you know, in a pretty big hotel, so it was a lot of running. So it kept me in shape. That's a good thing. Hey, the story, by the way, if you don't know about Devin Wilson, way back in Tennessee State, you were temporarily paralyzed uh, in, in a practice, I believe it was, right? And what, Yes, sir. Why did you keep playing after that? I mean, that's a heck of a scare. And yeah. It, are you, it, what was it? What was the motivation to keep playing? Because I think that would force a lot of people to kind of rethink playing. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, it was very, um, very scary. Um, September 28th, 2010. Uh, yeah, I'll never forget the date. So I took a hit in practice, um, and yeah, I was paralyzed for a few hours. Um, yeah, in, in eventually, initially they told me that I would never walk again, uh, that I would never be able to play football again. And, uh, that was very scary, you know, cause again, you know, I've been playing football since I was five years old. And, you know, got, you know, um, to the collegiate level. And then always, you know, my dream was always to play professional football. So when that happened, that was just like, you know, earth shattering and crushing. So, um, you know, just prayer, you know, prayer, you know, I just kept praying and uh, everything worked out like it was supposed to. Um, and, you know, I was very fortunate to go through everything. And when it happened, you know, the doctor kind of, explain to us that, you know, a lot of this stuff is kind of, we really can't explain it. You know, it's uh, almost like a miracle from God. So, you know, hearing, hearing all that, it's like, all right, um, it's all, I feel like I'm covered. You know, I'm good. Uh, this happened for a reason, so let's not give up. And uh, when I came back my next year at Tennessee State, um, our strength, strength and conditioning coach, uh, Alvin uh, uh, Farrell, actually was um, very shocked because all my numbers went up. You know, I wasn't working out or doing anything for six months, and I came back stronger, uh, bigger, faster uh, than I was before. So um, it just worked out how it was supposed to. And, uh, you know, again, football is just something I've been doing for a long time. So, um, you know, I, I guess it kind of comes with it. Um, you know, injuries happen, and I was fortunate enough to kind of get through it. Devin Wilson with us, uh, Sharks wide receiver here in Jacksonville. Sharks stay on ESPN 690, and uh, that's a heck of a story, man, to keep pursuing uh, the dream after that. One last thing for you. I, I got to believe, in your world, how many guys, yourself included, have played in the CFL and, and Arena League now for quite a while? Like, in your heart of hearts, do you think you could play in the NFL? And, yeah. and, and do a lot of guys think that? And, and I, I guess, you know, it's such a slim line between why guys are or are not playing, right? I mean, it might be a point one on the 40 time. It might be uh, 6-1 instead of 6-2. There's so many different – it might just be luck. Uh, but how many guys that you play with 
and and yourself included think like like I could do that on Sundays. I could perform on Sundays. I could contribute on Sundays. I could I could make a living doing this with the skill set I have. Oh, I, I think um, I'm think I would say almost 100. percent I mean, I would hope so. Um, you know, um, you know, speaking of you know myself, you know personally, uh, I 100 percent think you know think I could play on Sundays for you know an NFL team. Um, there's guys you know that I work out with that are NFL guys that you know have a lot of problems covering. You know, so um, you know I, I've always approached whatever league I was in, if it was the CFL or if it was the NAL, um, whichever ones that this is going to be my NFL because ultimately, yes, that's the that was the the goal to always get to. Um, and then you know you, you kind of touched on the thing, a few things as well. It's all about timing. You know, younger me, I used to beat myself up about it all the time. Like, you know, why is this guy there? And I haven't been able to get the opportunity. But, you know, I wholeheartedly trust and believe that everything happens like it's supposed to. Uh, you know, when you put your trust in God and everything, that it's going to work out like it's supposed to. And it, for me, it's worked out how it's supposed to. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, and it has taken me a while to understand that. But do I still believe that, if given an opportunity, you know, could um, something be made out of it 100%. And do I also believe that there are a lot of guys in the arena league that could play on Sundays and make a big difference? 100%. Um, I think there's guys on my team now for the Jacksonville Sharks that, you know, if you come and watch a game, not even a game, but if you come to practice and see some of the plays that some of these guys make, um, you know, you would ask yourself, why is he not in the NFL? So, um, yeah, I, I do believe um, a lot of guys could play. And, um, you know, if given the opportunity, um, I think a good amount of guys could, you know, make something happen. Well, you've had a really cool career, man. Devin Wilson, we appreciate you taking the time. And, and uh, you are at a good place. Just think about it on Saturday nights or Friday nights across the country. You're entertaining fans and kids. And then uh, the impact you're making in the classroom and on the football field at Andrew Jackson High School, you're impacting a lot of people as well. So keep up the good work and uh, good luck in this stretch run with the Jacksonville Sharks. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me and uh, fins up. All right, man. Appreciate it. That's uh, Devin Wilson. What a story he is uh, from um, temporarily paralyzed back in 2010 at East Tennessee, or not East Tennessee State, at Tennessee State, uh, and then uh, to a nice career in the Arena League and in professional football, and, and now the work he's doing at Andrew Jackson. Jacksonville Sharks Day continues here on ESPN 690. We'll have another guest in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Uh, we'll also talk some other things outside of the Jacksonville Sharks coming up next on ESPN 690. Good to be back at it here on a Monday in the middle of July, two weeks away from training camp. That NFL season is right around the corner. the toughness that's sort of praised around the league i talked to one nfl coach who said he might not be tom brady but he might be the closest thing and they cite that playoff game against tennessee took nine sacks getting beat up all over the field and he stood in there delivered tough throws 348 yards they said that's the making of a super bowl quarterback and he nearly got the Bengals there so he got a spike in the ratings and the votings based on getting to the super bowl in a long playoff run which helped him uh, but certainly he is the guy who's close to that mount rushmore right now and poised along with matthew stafford and this guy justin herbert who is the player that when you talk to league execs they say if i'm going to build a team for the next 10 years i might draft this guy maybe josh allen first but herbert would be high on that list 
That is Jeremy Fowler. Yep. Everybody high on Joe Burrow. Yep. Joe Shiesty. Hide your moms. Hide your moms. <laughs> Better believe it. Uh, Brett Martin, Casey Kurtz, back here on a Monday. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. It's always who you least expect. Nobody saw that come with Zach Wilson. Yeah. Uh, well, if you had given me a guy to guess out of the quarterback class, I would have guessed him. Really? Out of that quarterback class? Well, yeah, it's not Trevor. It's not Mac. Yeah, I mean, like I low key could have been Mac. <laughs> Davis Mills. I would have picked his Mac last Wilson. name is Mills. It's right there. Mills and Mills. <laughs> Hide your moms. Uh, hey, the uh, you see that picture out of the Open Championship uh, with Tiger and Jack? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, like uh, the the history behind the Open Championship, St Andrews, 150th Open, all those things. It's really getting played up in the golf world. Like if you don't pay attention to golf, you're probably not going to run into it. Well, you'll run into it. You see that on social media. But and Tiger's playing, so you're going to run into things even if you're not like a big golf fan, you're going to see stuff this week because it's Tiger. I will say this. I feel like, and and I might be wrong, you're a golf fan, Casey. I feel like the Live versus PGA Tour stuff has kind of died down for this week, and the focus has now shifted completely on a major, on St. Andrews, on the 150th, on Tiger again, on, on all that stuff, like on the golf. More so than the U.S. Open was, more so, because I kind of feel like everybody's talked about live, so not too many people are going to get the questions, and it's like settled into a, an arena where we can now focus finally on the last major of the year. Am I reading that right, or that's the way I'm seeing it so far? I think mostly you're reading it right, but when they decided to make a big deal about not inviting Greg Norman to the that's champions fair. thing, that's the only part of it I've seen, but like from the current players, no, I think we're past that, but... When they decided, or the Open, I guess, whatever they is, uh, Greg Norman not going to, like, the champion's reception or whatever. I think you opened it back up at least because somebody's going to have to field that question. They probably did. They they probably opened it up for that moment, that statement, so they wouldn't have to deal with it at the thing. Down the road. You know what I mean? But now you're going to ask somebody. And and somebody would be asked. You know, it's been interesting because Rory McIlroy has been a little bit, like, wishy-washy on some of his recent response. Is Like, he's trying to get out, I think, beyond it. But... Like his, and then Billy Horschel had his thing. Yeah. And so it's, uh, I mean, you're still going to get, I just feel like, I think it's because it's St. Andrews. I think people respect, you think people respect St. Andrews yeah. and the Open Championship more than Augusta and the Masters? Yeah. I do. I think it's close, but yeah, I think they do. I think when you, especially, like, I know this is going to sound dumb because obviously to be at St. Andrews, you have to be at St. Andrews. But when you're over there and you have all those people, the European golf fans that have built up St. Andrews for what's been longer than at Augusta, for example, yeah, I think it is bigger in that scenario. Yeah. But I think in America, again, this goes back to, like, what I talked about from the cruise. Like, in America, I think it's Augusta and the Masters. But I think abroad and worldwide, it's St. Andrews in the Open. Yeah, I think... I think you're probably right globally. I mean, that's the history of the game and the way these guys talk about it. I've never been. Like, I really do want to go. But, I mean, it's like the Holy Grail. Yeah. But Augusta kind of feels like that to so many people, too. So it's American. uh, It's not just America, though, in Augusta. I mean, there are a lot of European golfers. A lot of people think of that. I mean, they think of Augusta in a big-time way now. But 
How many people's Dream 18 that we did was literally St. Andrews? Well, you're right. So that's, that's a good little teaser. Go back to our podcast, the Dream 18 show, and find, especially no laying up guys talking about St. Andrews. Like, that was a that was a pretty good insight on St. Andrews as you head into Open Championship Week if you didn't get to hear that episode of our Dream 18 show. We'll be back football at 5 coming up. Jacksonville Sharks Day on ESPN 690. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.